next time. Craig Bishop and the Council Roundup. All right. It was only an hour-long meeting. Oh, good. That's good. Good length. Thumbs up to Alderman Proctor, who was the chair in it. The chair of the committee of the whole last He's night. He's the December chair. Yeah. Oh. So good month to chair. Uh, we'll talk about uh, something we touched on uh, practically the whole show last week. Uh, Alderman McMiniman talking about oh, pensions. We're doing that again. A little bit, yeah. We'll talk about oh. burning leaves. And we'll also talk about uh, new job offers that some people might want to consider. Nude? Nude new job? Oh, job. Sorry, offer. I got excited there for a second. Uh, but first, uh, we got to get into a couple of uh, Christmas theme type of topics: mm-hmm. coal and twigs. <laughs> uh, b- before we hear That's about my stocking when I was a kid, that, right? Those are those are my two dogs, coal mm-hmm. and twigs. How you mm-hmm. doing, guys? Uh, so that's what the city is going to be dealing with. Uh, but first, let's hear about the city's finances. Here is Treasurer Misty Busher. The corporate fund in the month of November had a beginning balance of twelve million nine hundred thirty-two thousand six hundred twenty-eight dollars. We took in total receipts of nine million two hundred eighty-five thousand four hundred fifty dollars. We had total disbursements in the month of November of ten million fifty-nine thousand four hundred two dollars, which left the corporate fund with an ending balance. Of twelve million one hundred fifty-eight thousand six hundred seventy-six dollars. Oh, nice. This concludes my report, Chair Proctor. Yeah. So let me just say, the city has more than enough to buy me a Christmas present. Yeah. Uh, I, that's a new what house. I heard. A new house. A new house. <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah, we're, we're looking good. City's got cash in the bank. Thumbs up on that. Good for the city. Now if they could just take that $12 million and put it right into the city's pensions, yes. Alderman McMiniman will uh, never talk about pensions again, at least until they need to put another $12 million in. <laughs> well, I imagine with as much as we owe in pensions, that'd probably be like, I don't know, next week. Right. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and get into um, something that uh, Santa brings you if you're a bad boy or girl Cole. or however you identify. Uh, coal. Yeah, if, you, uh, oh. if you're not a good person, then you're going to get some coal. But we also need coal to, you know, turn the lights on here in Springfield. So let's hear about this new contract. Here's the clerk. With Wright Tree Service Incorporated. In an- oh, what am I doing? Coles later. Oh. We got to get the twigs first. Oh, first we have twigs. First twigs. Okay, so let's let's talk about twigs first. Because you know, if you're a bad person, you also get they twigs also, in your... They'll also put twigs in your stock. That's right. So here's the, uh, here's the clerk. With Wright Tree Service Incorporated in an amount not to exceed $6 million for the Office of Public Utilities. Right. $6 million tree trimming contract. Mm. Six million dollars. A little steep for trimming how many trees? A uh, uh, hundred line, a oh, hundred well, miles well. of. Um, That's a lot of trees. Utility lines. So uh, this is something that we've talked about before in the past. And previous aldermen who are no longer on the council, they raised issues with this, uh, looking at possibly bringing it back into the city of Springfield, having the city of Springfield do the tree trimming yeah. instead of contracting it out with a third con- third party. But here's the deal. Uh, this is a different contract than what the city's previously had with a totally different company as well. Uh, it's going from Nelson's to Wright. Uh, we'll talk more about that. But here's Alderman Redpath about this question of, hey, let's let's do this ourselves. Let's stop contracting this out. Mayor, we had talked in the past about uh, uh, doing something different with this. Um, is there any movement in that direction, or can you tell me? Here's the mayor. What uh, the Alderman's referring to is, bringing the uh, tree surface in-house uh, in light of the, uh, I guess, the uh, trimming methods used by Nelson's. 
Here's uh, somebody from the city talking about uh, some of those um, uh, contract details and uh, just, you know, is it feasible to bring this into the city and have the city actually do this type of thing instead of contracting it out? No, we have, I mean, one that Nelson does not have this contract. They were not the low bid this time. So it's Wright Tree Service coming in to do it. Uh, Wright Tree Service has been doing this work for Ameren for years, and they've been in most of the area around us. Uh, Where are they at? We do not have the lime that could come in and do this work on a daily basis. You know, with the number of crews that we need to do 100 plus miles of distribution and mm -hmm. transmission lines a year. He continues. Where is this Wright out of? Yeah, I'm not sure. I didn't say that. Here's Red Path. But I think what the mayor and I discussed is bringing them in, starting a whole different crew to do tree trimming services and, and bring those jobs back into the city of Springfield. Mm -hmm. oh, we've never studied that, so I, I don't know what a cost would be. What's amazing is I think it was former Alderman Edwards talked about this five, six, seven years ago. Right? We I remember us having the same conversation. It seems it never it's, it's on a cycle. You yeah. Know? Uh, every time this contract comes up, they have this conversation about bringing it and making the city of Springfield do it instead yeah. of contracting it out. Well, they don't want it. So I find it hard to believe that they've never studied this before. Well, yeah. I mean, what's it cost? Is it overtime or why? They not? should have had a, you know, they sh this is one of those studies that they should be able to reach back and grab off the shelf that they, you know, spend $20,000 to prepare this study and then they can look at it and say, okay, this is feasible or it's not feasible. What are the hard numbers? Hmm. Here's Doug Brown. And it's kind of dangerous work. Um, so with that, that uh, we would also have a concern, I guess, with that. That's kind of hard to put a dollar figure to, I think. Um, but that would expose us to more, uh, you know, incidents like that that could be, uh, you know, put a strain more on us than versus contracting the work out. So workers' comp could be an issue. Uh, there also could be, you know, um, facilities and um, uh, equipment costs. Here's uh, Alderman Redpath. It's not going to go away. We're going to have workman's comps claims, but I think we should really take a look at what the expense is to bring those services back into the city. You know, one thing they could probably do, something that the legislature does all the time when they want to study something, they pass a task force. Oh, for God's sakes. <laughs> They, love, they spend six months. They love task force. <laughs> to produce the city, a report. The city loves studies. Yeah. Don't, don't we have $2 million we can waste on studying this? Right, right. Yeah, I think, I, you know, if they want something done about this, again, we've heard this this conversation before. Greg Nothing was study. done about it, but. Greg and I will study it for half yeah. a million. Here's our conclusion. I'll, I'll Google some tree trimming yeah. costs and Here's slap our, together a spreadsheet. For Here's our conclusion. It would be better to have it outsourced to somebody yeah. else. But make them be a Springfield company so mm. the money stays here. Here's the official uh, again with the city. We're looking at 10 crews of three to four people a crew that, that this contract is. That's 30 to 40 employees if we were bringing this in in-house to do. So hire more staff locally to, to do such a thing if it was to yeah. be done by the city and not by a contractor. Uh, and what we're going to do, we're going to go to a temp service. <laughs> we'll get some temp service. Right. We'll get some tree trimmers. We're going to let them go ahead and attack at it. Alder woman Connolly said she gets uh, one of the things she noticed right off the bat, uh, becoming a, a alderman, a freshman, she uh, gets calls constantly about this, that, and the other. One of them is, you know, when tree trimming starting in her jurisdiction because she gets calls about it. Either, you know, people upset about uh, twigs in their stockings or rather in their backyard 
uh, or a variety of other problems there may be, people um, showing up unannounced or whatever it may be. Uh, so she, she talks about how, you know, all these problem calls come in and then they have to go and try to track down the contractor and yell at them. And she actually favors the idea of uh, having the city of Springfield do all the trimming instead of a contractor. I'm very much in favor of bringing this back in house and then we can just have you yell at your own employees about it. <laughs> I'm not even aware of the last time we did it in house. We say bring it back in house. I'm not aware of the last time we did this ourselves other than, you know, for a minor, if there was a, a reason we had to send a crew out, uh, in my 30 plus years with the city, I think it's always been contracted out, but we can look into that and see. Okay. So they do have some tree trimming crews at I the would, city. I would just say, get it somebody local. I don't know. I'm looking for this right tree service in Springfield. I don't see anything. Yeah. Well, it came in low. That's one thing I that mean, uh, McMiniman said is good news. Uh, right came in at about 10, 15 percent. Say maybe more in some categories under Nelson's. So that's the good news. And the good news is also that uh, I don't know who is responsible at City Water Light and Power, but someone you know made sure that other bidders were aware that this contract was coming up. And so we had three bids in the past. We've oftentimes just had one bid. So that's the real good news here. And I think that was part of the problem last time we heard about this, what, six years ago or so, was there was only one bid. And uh, Nelson's got the bid. Well, now we've got three bidders, and Wright came in 15%, uh, according to McMinniman. I haven't seen the contract details, but according to McMinniman, it's 15% well, cheaper than Nelson. I'm sure whatever city this Wright treats, I'm sure that they're happy about it because— but, Ray, I mean, I, I understand what you're talking about is getting local contractors, but if it costs less, I mean, shouldn't, shouldn't that be the ultimate determinant factor here? Well, I think you got to look at things over—you got to look at things bigger than that, Greg, because— don't you want, listen, is this, are they going to use local people? Number one, you should have local people that are getting a paycheck. That's helping the local economy. I'm saying that there's guys, and I don't know where Wright Tree Service is located. I'm just making, uh, say it's uh, from Jacksonville or Lincoln or. Sangamon County, somewhere in Lincoln. Yeah, some, well, not, maybe not even in Sangamon, maybe another county. And they're driving in every day. You know, that money is going to that company and those employees, and they live in another town. They're not, they're not spending it here. McMiniman talks more about the costs. How many trucks out there? Ten trucks? How many chippers out there? That's a million to two million dollars of cost that the city would have to undertake to bring these crews inside because right now all the equipment uh, uh, in substantial part is was, was with Nelson's. Now it's going to be with Wright. So it's it's a worthy idea, but it takes a lot of advanced planning. A lot of advanced planning. Again, something See, I, that... I don't even know. I don't know if Nelson's is local or not, but if you, we have a local company, you want them waking up. They got to gas up their vehicle, right? They'll gas it up in Springfield. If you're bringing in some some company from a surrounding city, they'll be gassing up before they leave. They'll be a gassing up in a Jacksonville or Lincoln or Bloomington, wherever they're from, and then driving in. I don't know. I just think you'd, you'd do better off if if the money is somehow. Say, I'm fine with an outside contractor, but get someone from the city or someone who is well, at least centered here company that's centered in the city comes of 15 percent above the lowest bid i i think you have to i think they do have that. local preference triggers yeah and i think it's like five percent right so even if a local company bids on something and, and the they're five percent higher be completely wrong they could be local companies i don't know but i'm telling you they need to take under consideration of whether or not the money. And is I'm sure that is part. That's part of the consideration with that five percent trigger, right? Where they have this leeway of, uh, and I think it's five percent, but they do have a percentage where. Uh, I don't want my trees. I they don't have want leeway. My trees, my trees touched by some 
ne'er-do-well from Petersburg. Even if it's 15% cheaper. Yes. All right. That's, I mean, I'd rather that, have them buy. I, I, some people may disagree and say, hey, the taxpayers are going to save some money here. Well, I, as a taxpayer, I'm just saying I'd, I'd rather help our, our local economy. Make Listen, here's another thing I'd be okay with. You know, some of these out-of-town places, they come and they get a hotel and they have their workers work here, stay here. Yeah. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. I would be fine with that. Well, again, uh, the conversation is not necessarily about whether this is a local company or not. The conversation was more about uh, in making uh, an effort to review how much it could cost the city to do it themselves well, instead of contracting it out. Know, we don't know because we've not done it. And so I think it's important for us to go out and look and see what's going on. I, I just suggested to the mayor that we need, we need to contact Naperville and see how they do it. Obviously, it's a it's something to be worthwhile for the city, and in the over um, in the long run, I think it'll end up saving us money. Yeah, right. you might be right. So there is the conversation about twigs in your stockings. If you're a bad boy or girl, coming back, we'll uh, hear about coal in your stocking. If you're a bad boy or girl, it's the council roundup. Culver's West, you give the gift of Culver's thirty dollars in gift cards, you get a free value basket. It's Culver's West on Wabash. Sunny with a high of thirty six and. <laughs> Top of the around the boys. Get it. Get it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about, brother. And some some people say that the macho man is gone. Well, I just heard him. So let's rock and roll more with the holiday-themed mm-hmm. council roundup. We heard about twigs. Well, tree trimming, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, now let's hear about something else that's uh, just perfect to go along with your eggnog. Oh. To the restated and amended contract for sale and purchase of coal with Arch Coal Sales Company, Incorporated for the Office of Public Utilities. For debate. All right, so we got a coal contract here. Uh, coal contract extension. Yep. So um, let's hear now from Roger Dennison. He is with um, a, a different coal company, not Arch. All right, so he's with Foresight Coal Company. Uh, so he and Alderman Redpath going back and forth here just a just a spell <laughs> because uh, tonight they have a, a CWLP utilities hearing. Right, they do this like once a quarter. Mm-hmm. Well, they're going to hear about a variety of things and possibly even this. Dennison, are you going to talk about this tonight and try to talk about it tomorrow night too? Yes, sir. <laughs> Remember, I'm the chairman tomorrow night. I got that, sir. Okay. All, right. All right. So I'm glad I'm not having to listen to that. Oh, boy. Uh, but they, tonight actually is going to be uh, interesting. I think they, they're getting a um, that report. Uh, if you remember several weeks ago, there was a report that uh, they were anticipating from a company that they paid to tell them which power plants to shut down and the process to do it from a 60,000-foot uh, level. All right. Uh, so w- we may hear about that or see it in the newspaper. Uh, we're not going to do a uh, utilities roundup. Sorry, it's just not in the cards for you guys. Yes. Uh, uh, so coming back from news here, we'll hear um, Dennison from Foresight uh, explain why he thinks his company should get this contract. Are they, are they mines? Is that? Yeah, essentially. Uh, so, you know, you've got uh, the, the sales and the mining of it. Uh, so Dennison talks about why he wants the contract, uh, but we hear some serious concerns about the finances of that company. Uh, mm-hmm. From the likes of um, uh, Corporation Council Zirkle and McMiniman and so on. And if there's time today, we'll hear about pensions. Oh. 
we may scrap that. Let's hope there's not time. Uh, and uh, job opportunities and also leaf burning. So oh. stay tuned. That's all on the way here. Are you looking for any broadcast professionals? Uh, I don't know. Actually, oh, it's okay. uh, something you may have had experience in the past oh, doing. Really? So, yeah, I'll yeah, tell you about that. Coming being up. a Budinsky or a busybody, I'm good at it. All right. Thank you, Greg. Let's get some news, everybody. Time 731. We turn it over to Greg Bishop in the WMAY News Center. The news. 970 WMAY. Live from the WMAY Abraham Lincoln Capital Airport Studios. It's Ray Lider. Council Roundup continues. All right. So we heard about twigs, and uh, it's only appropriate we also talk about coal. Well, it's appropriate. Because, uh, hey, it's Christmas time, mm-hmm. and that's what uh, bad kids get from Santa Claus. Yeah. Or uh, we have uh, now we have uh, uh, people who own mines that are complaining. Right. Uh, Roger Dennison uh, with uh, Foresight, I believe, uh, they want the coal contract. And what was up for consideration put on the debate agenda was an extension of the coal contract with Arch, a different company. So Dennison gets up there to talk about a variety of things. Uh, let's hear what he has to say. Just to go naturally, I was going to come and uh, bid on this work again, is the IRP came up. So when the IRP came up, it was kind of a new twist in here. Um, you know, when you see Dolman 1, Dolman 2, Dolman 3 going away, and even scenarios saying Dolman 4, I'm going, well, this is crazy. I mean, this used to be the lowest cost power plants in the Midwest, and the plants are going away. So, the, and, and the coal prices are, again, for the 15th time or whatever I've addressed, folks, are not correct. They're way out of market coal prices. I've been pushing for an RFP. Um, to go see. I knew we could save Dolman 3. So he talks about how he believes that you can come in under what Arch is uh, offering for coal prices uh, and a variety of other things. The thing is now if the plants go away, nobody's going to have the work. And it's a scrub utility, folks. This thing still is going to be a gem in the future. Part of me also says the reason that nobody's adjusted these coal prices with the IRP, it's easier for me to slide in what wind power could cost or solar because these overinflated coal prices are up here. So that's something to consider. Uh, we have scrubbing technology that costs millions of dollars to maintain over several years, if not even more uh, to maintain. And this is to scrub all the impurities out of dirty coal. All right. Right. So our power plant here in Springfield, CWLP, has this technology, and it's somewhat of a clean, burning, coal-fired power plant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what he's saying is, you know, there's always talk about possibly shutting this down, but this thing is actually a gym and it's ripe for this type of coal. He continues. If you look in 2021, the arch delivered price is 39.19 versus Foresight's price of 33.83. So it's six bucks and 16 cents a ton cheaper to take the Foresight bit and use that in the IRP, folks. That's what I'm pushing for here again. He says that essentially you can, uh, that by offering this up, which is an unsolicited bid here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just making that clear. Uh, he's essentially saying you could drive the price down from Arch. Uh, Dennison continues. Point is, I wanted an RFP. We didn't get one that I know of. I didn't know the plans. And when I heard that this was being worked with Arch, I want we, our company submitted an unsolicited proposal. So willing to answer any questions that folks may have. Now, there were some questions. Uh, we'll hear from um, Corporation Council Zirkel, but here's uh, Alderman McMiniman with uh, an important question. There's been a great deal of concern about the financial standing of uh, Foresight and uh, 
the parent company, Murray, is, is in bankruptcy, as I understand it. So what would that mean? Here's Corporation Counsel Zirkel. Primarily related to their current economic situation. So we should be in a better position to discuss that. Uh, effectively, there is a, uh, will be a comparison of the pricing and the primary. One of the primary concerns is just the viability of the offer because of the uh, nature of the, uh, uh, as, as uh, the speaker has mentioned, just the, the coal situation in general is uh, uh, suffering a lot of stress simply because of the market. And the markets and finances. We, there has been a very uh, detailed request for information that will be available by the council meeting, uh, presumably. And it is a matter of just a, uh, really a social, or trying to balance the risk with the price. And there's a risk because if this company goes bankrupt, there could be a problem with the contract. Right? I mean, one of the reasons you go bankrupt is because you're trying to get out of your contracts. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, here's Dennison about, uh, he was asked about um, ash removal. Uh, something that's, you know, you got all this coal you're burning for power generation. You got to do something with that ash. They're working on that ash permit. We will get permitted. I've talked to the agencies. Um, it's actually part of the mitigation program when I reopened the Exxon mine down there, the Shea mine. So they went back and forth about that for a bit and ash removal and getting permitted to do that and some more about the pricing and the cost and so on. But it was back to this idea of the finances of foresight versus the arch contract, which they're essentially reviewing to extend it. Uh, so foresight's there at the council last night saying, no, you guys need to go with us. We're better. We'll have a lower price. But the parent company of foresight is having some financial yeah, problems. Bankrupt. Plus, they don't even handle. You just said that they can't. They don't have the ash removal. The yet. ash removal. Well, we're going to yeah. get it. We're going to get it. It's not. Uh, it's not good enough. Yeah. The current operator, the the general partner that operates Foresight, is in bankruptcy. They are currently uh, operating as a debtor in possession, subject to the bankruptcy's court's approval from moment to moment. Now, if that status changes, that means that control of Foresight is lost. You understand in terms of just the, the way the uh, the way the process works is very fluid at this moment. Again, I'd put that on have our legal folks clarify. Correct. So we're going to hear some more from um, Foresight about uh, the financials of the company and how it could possibly impact future contracts. Alderman Hanauer uh, chiming in on this uh, discussion about coal so close to the holidays. And I like the prices. I'm not going to lie. The prices are, are good, but but. What happens if, you know, do we have a guarantee that that uh, these prices are going to be valid because of, you know, it's going to have to go through a bankruptcy judge, I'm sure, would have to approve this to based on what, what it would be to going forward if you could, if the mine can survive that kind of low pricing and that. The other thing is, you know, what guarantee do we have that, that you know, they, they just don't shut, shut it down and then we're really really in trouble you know i mean yeah, being a pickle yeah sorry <laughs> if you're getting a contract and then all of a sudden the person you're paying for coal shuts their mind down um what do you do in that situation that's no fun well i need electricity so i'm <laughs> so i know what i'm doing yeah. uh here's corporation council circle we had a standing contract with arch the bankruptcy court affirmed the contract it remained a valid contract 
the circumstance here is almost in reverse of that, that if for any reason that the city would enter into an agreement with Foresight, then Foresight would subsequently, in the next 12 months or 18 months or 24 months or 36 months, file for bankruptcy because it finds itself in that position, then that contract could be rejected. So that's the uncertainty. Yeah, it's uncertainty all around. What you're trying to entice the city to do is incredibly risky. And under those circumstances, the council just needs to very carefully understand the circumstances. Mm. So you get coal in your stocking. Yeah. So uh, not from Forsyth. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because they might go down. Because I don't. I don't know if they'll have. I don't know. If they'll be able to provide it. All right. So that's your conversation about twigs and coal. Very appropriate for the holiday season from the yes. Springfield City Council. Uh, Ray, you looking for a new job? Sure. Why Are you not? looking for like maybe a part-time gig or something, make some more money? Well, I've already got like four of them. Why not? Let's add another one. Yeah, so uh, you've done this before in the past. Census yeah. work, right? I work for the, yeah, I work for the Census Bureau in 1980-something. Well, Val Yazel says that uh, since this is uh, asking the city to put the call out, they're, looking for, they're looking for workers. Absolutely. The good thing is they just upped the, the price that they're paying the census takers, so it's either uh, between $14 and $21. Wow. Another thing they did is they just um, did a waiver so that this does not affect your SNAPs wow. or any other benefits that you're receiving. Wow. So if yeah. this is a really good thing they're trying to get people. And we're important uh, to make sure if you have, um, if you speak more than one language, that's a real plus too. But you can go online or um, you can go uh, come to one of these uh, labs that we're going to have. They're going to have someone from the census actually there helping someone fill that. out the applications that are online. Yeah, so call the city if you want to get in one of those labs to fill out an application i was i, I was some core i forgot what my title was i i headed up a team of so many people and i worked it out of the city council up in chicago i mm. worked out of the city hall and all these people had to report to me every day and i sort of gave barking orders and then collected everything it yeah. was a pretty good job so they don't expect work to begin until like may through august and if you do apply uh yazel said uh, just be patient because right, they, they're still hiring administrators for all of this. And then we'll get to, to the uh, census taker um, uh, you know, part-time jobs. Pretty good uh, Eventually, They paid on time. Yeah. Uh, here is Alderman McMiniman talking about pension consolidation. Oh, no. I'm going to skip oh, a couple of these we bites just for time's sake. I right? should have taken more time. Um, but he talked about how, you know, the consolidation that passed the uh, state house. Uh, some people are saying it's great and everything. But he said that there's some unanswered questions, including the benefit enhancements, the um, – uh, the sweeteners, he said, for tier two, there's no cost estimate with that. So he's not sure that we could say it's a good thing or a bad thing, because if you're enhancing the benefits for tier two, it's going to cost somewhere. Uh, but he also said people may see a light at the end of the tunnel, but it could be just darkness at the end of the tunnel. What's really fascinating here is he talked about a couple of different instances where uh, city officials have have kind of fell into this trap of, Hey, there's light at the end of the tunnel. So the bottom line is, I stick to this point I made last week, that just like all these other, um, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel type ideas where we can just continue with our sad ways um, and, and uh, underfund our pensions year after year in the expectation that somehow there'll be a turnaround. Uh, no, this, this latest consolidation is not light at the end of the tunnel in fact it might be the opposite of light at the end of the tunnel for all we know you know one thing he mentioned was oh, um, course, Joe. 
how you know, everybody saw a booming stock market to help us. It didn't. We've had a boom stock market for 10 years. It didn't turn us around. Didn't turn the state around either. State of Illinois uh, gained three and a half billion dollars well, in unfunded liabilities. Well, what are they investing in? Well, you know, while all these other states' pension funds are uh, helped like by six point seven percent on average, yeah. Illinois lost money. So well, I don't know what that. What are we investing in? I think it's, we're investing in 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 in, in enhanced benefits, right? Three percent compounded annual increases. People are making. You know, when they when they left their job making eighty thousand dollars, all of a sudden, ten years later, they're making one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. We put these money into funds that are supposed to grow. We better watch right. our investments. Uh, he continues to talk about other uh, lights at the end of the tunnel that weren't. Who the hell's in charge? We Bernie had a very significant cutback of benefits in twenty eleven, which we talked about before with tier two employees. That was supposed to, you know, be the turnaround. Didn't oh, happen. Didn't happen. Uh, and he kind of equates this, too, to the idea of that new power plant that we bought how many years ago for $50 million or whatever. The idea was that uh, we would have enough generation capacity beyond a native load, and we'd sell on the open market to the wholesale market, and that would generate huge amounts of additional pilot funds that would then be pushed into our pension funds. Never happened. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else was selling. Boy, we will not have our actuary. And this right. it's, uh, it's pretty wild. All right, so uh, uh, real quick here, uh, another unfinished business, Alderwoman DeCenso. I had several calls over the weekend about people burning leaves. Oh. Duh, that's one of my pet peeves. Oh. Who's burning leaves? In one areas where you're not peeves. allowed to burn? I live in a village where they allow leaf burning, oh, and it drives worse. me nuts. It's the worst. It looks like a, It looks like an old Vietnam war yeah. movie when I drive down the street sometimes. Uh, here is the fire chief. They can't burn leaves in the fire pit and claim that they're roasting hot dogs. Not as a starter, even. <laughs> yeah. Not no. even as a starter. I mean, you can, technically, you can burn a newspaper as a starter. Yeah. But don't, don't be using leaves as a starter. Uh, here's somebody else from the uh, fire department. It's, it's at the discretion of our crews to call for PD, and at that time, they can be given an ordinance violation. It's a, it is city ordinance. The burn rule is, is city ordinance. Yeah, and what can you burn? Recreational burns are clean, dry wood, not construction lumber, not garbage, not leaves. It's cut wood that's dry, that's clean. That's your recreational fire. Everything else in the city that you burn is, is against ordinance. Oh, come after January 1st, recreational fire is going to be that Tiggerty Weed. <laughs> they won't be burning Tiggerty Reed. It's going to be legal to burn that Tiggerty Weed. You, you don't have to burn that in a fire pit. In fact, you might get arrested if you're smoking it out of the fire pit. So we covered uh, twigs, coal, burnt leaves, pensions, everything you need for we the holiday get, we season. We didn't get the Ralph Hanauer's ugly outfit. No, not oh, enough time for that. There you go. It's Council Roundup. Well, Ralph, we want to let you know that we know you wore an ugly outfit. You'll shoot your eye out with that thing. Happy holidays. That's it for the Council Roundup. Things are moving quickly.